Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. I'm happy that you found me, but more importantly, I am thrilled that you have found Jesus. Friends, there is power in the name of Jesus. As we journey together, we'll be unleashing discoveries of how to turn hearts of stone into ones of moldable clay for the potter Jesus to transform. Hopefully, you'll join me and others each week as we adventure and explore all things Jesus together. Periodically, friends, we'll delve into my mailbag, answering questions from listeners just like you. So if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, friends, as we enter into God's presence today, allow me to speak a blessing over your life. This blessing or benediction, as it's known, comes from Moses' brother, Priest Aaron. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Well, as a collective race, we all suffer from the same disease. It's called sin. While we come by it respectively, it doesn't need to persist. We've discussed this on other podcasts, but to get to where we're going with deliverance, it needs to be addressed again. To start, let's define what sin is. Sin, in its essence, is rebellion against God, His laws, His word, and even his will. I've called it missing the mark in the past. We learn that the object of our sin is an offense against God. Sins committed against man or against one's neighbor. Remember, a neighbor is anyone we come into contact with. It isn't slated to a physical locale. This sin not only affects the earth realm, but consequences are seen in the heavenly realm as well. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 4 says, For God did not spare even the angels when they sinned. He threw them into hell in gloomy caves and darkness until the judgment day. Peter was telling his readers that sin caused the downfall of the non-elect angels, and sin's effect was upon the whole human race, which included nature as well. So what are the consequences then of sin in our lives? Well, we learn in Genesis 3 that we become alienated from God. This is what happened with Adam and Eve. Their sin introduced physical death and spiritual alienation into our world because of disobedience. Romans 3 discusses the depravity of man until he has been redeemed by Jesus. And right here, I want to introduce six crucial concepts that are found within the book of Romans, and they'll help you understand that book of Romans better and actually the entire Bible better. So you may want to grab a notebook and write these down to refer back to at a later time. The first is election. This is God's choice of an individual or group for a specific purpose or destiny. Let me read that again. Election. This is God's choice of an individual or group for a specific purpose or destiny. Secondly is justification. This is God's act of declaring us not guilty for our sins, making us right with him. 
Again, justification. This is God's act of declaring us not guilty for our sins, making us right with Him. And I've heard other pastors say, just as if it never happened, justification. And then third, we have propitiation, the removal of God's punishment for sin through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus. Um, To make that a little bit more clear is Jesus is our propitiation for sin. He was our atoning sacrifice. So propitiation, the removal of God's punishment for sin through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus. And then fourthly, we have redemption. Jesus has paid the price so we can go free. The price of sin is death. Jesus paid the high price in full. And Romans chapter 6 talks about the wages of sin is death. So redemption, Jesus has paid the price so we can go free. The price of sin is death. Jesus paid the high price in full. And then fifthly, we have sanctification. We're set apart, becoming more and more like Jesus through the work of the Holy Spirit. So again, sanctification to be set apart or made holy. We're set apart, becoming more and more like Jesus through the work of the Holy Spirit. And then finally, uh, lastly, number six, glorification. The ultimate state of the believer after death when he or she becomes like Christ. Again, glorification. The ultimate state of the believer after death when he or she becomes like Christ. So the heartbeat of the Bible is about man's restoration and redemption. That is the central issue of the Bible. This is what makes forgiveness of sin, salvation, the good news gospel, and hope for all of mankind possible. Now, we know that we all fall short of the glory of God through our sin nature. So how do we rectify this? Well, man needs salvation through Jesus Christ. This is the only way to obtain entrance into heaven. And yet there are differing views of salvation. But again, only one is correct. But in the event someone attempts to mislead you, let's go ahead and walk through those now. Number one, there's the legal view, which says man can be saved by good works and by living a clean moral life. Secondly, the semi-legal view says man must be saved by faith in Christ plus good works. And then thirdly, Socrates and many of the philosophers held an intellectual view that said man is good if he is a wise man and that only the wise are in favor with the gods. Fourthly, the Jews believed the biological view, erroneously supposing that they would inherit salvation by birth, that they were automatically in the kingdom of God because they were Israelites. And then fifthly, the denominational view of salvation is held by certain church members who believe that a person has to be in their particular denomination or church. All of those are wrong. Here is the right view. The spiritual or biblical view says that salvation is received by faith alone. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. God saved you by his special favor when you believed. 
and they're talking about belief in Jesus. So let me start over. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. God saved you by his special favor when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. I said that only one way of salvation is correct, and that, of course, is this last one we just read. We discussed earlier the definition for propitiation, which is another name for atonement. Man needed atonement again because we are all sinners. Death was upon man. Our God is holy, and his justice requires every sin to be judged. Now, the biblical view of atonement says this. The punishment that was due to the sinner was placed upon Christ. As man's substitute, Jesus suffered for all of mankind who are sinners from birth. Now that you know this, is there any reason why you wouldn't accept this free grace gift from Jesus in your life today? I mean, friends, is is today too soon? (laughs) Think of God's grace this way. Grace is sovereign. Christianity is not a religion of discovery, but it is a religion of revelation. And grace is the opposite of good works. Listen to what the prophet Joel said in Joel chapter 2, verse 13. Don't tear your clothing in your grief. Instead, tear your hearts. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. He is not easily angered. He is filled with kindness and is eager not to punish you. God was telling his people to turn to him while there was still time. Destruction would soon be upon them. And time is also running out for us. We don't know when our life will end, so we should trust and obey God now while we can. So friends, I urge you not to put off what you can take care of today. And grace gives us full redemption through Jesus. We're called to Jesus by grace, saved through Jesus by grace, and forgiven through Jesus by grace. We're justified by grace, and we freely have eternal consolation by grace. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16, Paul tells us, May our Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father, who loved us and in his special favor, gave us everlasting comfort and good hope. So it's important for me to point out that grace was not missing from the Old Testament. The difference between the Old Testament law and the New Testament grace is not that grace was absent in the Old Testament, but that the Old Testament emphasis was upon obedience to the law. An argument has been made that people who believe in grace will think it's a license to sin. This is not a truthful statement. Through the Holy Spirit, grace convicts by course correcting and hemming people back into the fabric of God. Satan attempts to condemn God's people. With that said, it is possible to sin against grace by operating with careless attitude, meaning being indifferent to his word, lukewarm, or exhibiting sins of the flesh, which include anger, gossip, strife, overeating, lust, and disobedience in general. So there is also the possibility of sinning by adhering to legalism, perversion of grace, or apostasy. 
But we learn from Paul in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ, and this gave him great pleasure. The scripture is telling us that predestination and election are related to redemption. Paul says that God chose us to emphasize that salvation depends totally on God. We're not saved because we deserve it, but because God is gracious and freely gives salvation. We didn't influence God to save us. It was his own plan. Knowing this means there's no room for pride in this equation. The mystery of salvation began in the timeless mind of God long ago. And because of Jesus, we're holy and blameless in God's sight. So as Christians, we need to practice deliverance. So tomorrow, we're going to discuss seven things to do to receive deliverance. We'll also be delving into why we need deliverance and the reason for learning how to practice deliverance within our own families. So make sure that you come back tomorrow as we continue this discussion. And friends, I touched on it earlier, but if you have not been spiritually reborn, Jesus made it clear to enter into the kingdom of heaven, a person must confess and profess belief in God's son, Jesus. Listen to what the apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. When we place our trust in Jesus, a divine exchange takes place. Jesus takes our sin, making us right with God. Our sin was placed on to Jesus at his crucifixion. His righteousness is given to us at our conversion. And we can never repay this extravagant, extraordinary gift of kindness back to Jesus. However, we can show him gratitude by growing in our relationship with him. We can make efforts to obey him, deepening our relationship daily. So today, friends, if this is you, I challenge you to take a bold step of courage and openly confess after me, Father God, I'm repenting of sin meaning I'm changing my ways of thinking. Jesus, come into my heart. I confess your shed blood washed away my sin at the cross on Calvary. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide direct and reveal himself to you through the Holy Spirit and consider joining a good Bible-based church and surround yourself with other like-minded believers who will edify and help you build up your faith. Now, let me be the first to congratulate you on making the most important decision of your lifetime. Congratulations and God bless you. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special children's podcast airs on Wednesdays when we're not in the middle of a series. So tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. 
We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, spiritual warfare, how to be joyful, what love in action looks like, and trust and many more topics. So I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on a podcast of adventure and exploration of life together. So please consider joining me. And if you like this podcast, make sure to hit like and subscribe so you'll get the latest episodes as they become available. And much of today's podcast referenced my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you found the content inspiring or compelling, you can pick up a copy from my website at pampastorcopywriting.com or at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. And importantly, if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. It's full of God's word and it's waiting for you to read it. Until next time, remember, you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. And Revelation chapter 22 verse 21 tells us that grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, friends, God bless you.